Christmas Eve edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. I am joined by the host of the Locked On Lions podcast, Matt Derry, as we embark on this crossover Thursday here at the Locked On Podcast Network to preview the Week 16 matchup between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Detroit Lions. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Bucks Nation, to today's episode of the Locked on Bucks podcast brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch the season. Pepsi is your refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. I am your host, David Harrison. Find me on Twitter at dharrison82. My normal co-host, James Yarko, is off for these crossover episodes. Find him on Twitter at jyarko underscore bucks. Find the show at Locked on Bucks. Both James and I are writers for BucksNation.com, part of SB Nation, covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And on today's episode, it is Crossover Thursday. We're going to be talking Lions and Buccaneers with the host of the Locked on Lions podcast, Matt Derry. On Twitter at Derry, D-E-R-Y, speaks. We're talking matchups, injuries, and of course, COVID-19 has got to make its appearance as well. So without further ado, guys, let's welcome to the show the host of the Locked On Lions podcast, Matt Derry. All right, let's do this, everybody. Matt Derry, Locked On Lions, David Harrison, Locked On Bucks, the Thursday crossover and what will be an interesting game, certainly Saturday afternoon at Ford Field. As of this recording, the game is still on, David, for Saturday at 1, but <laughs> it's uh, it's a little nuts right now in Detroit with the coaches and everything else. And we'll get into that coming up uh, with the COVID situation. But uh, first off, how are you? And uh, what, what, what's the season been like uh, covering Tampa Bay? I'm doing well, Matt. Glad to be talking to you. It's It's been a long season for everybody, I think. But, you know, coming to an end. And I mean, for the Buccaneers, I think it's it's been a little bit of of what everybody expected as far as just kind of the craziness surrounding the arrival of Tom Brady and then what it means to cover a team that's got Tom Brady and literally every little thing is kind of put under that microscope now and has that, that white hot spotlight shining down on it. And it's, it's been a very interesting experience and a very interesting time. I mean, wish we could be doing it more in person. You know what I mean? Wish you could be at more practices, have some locker room experience. Um, the, the press box isn't as open as it as usually is there uh, at Raymond James stadium. So you know, kind of taking it with that whole grain of salt as well. But yeah, it's, it's been interesting to say the least. There's some weeks you watch Tampa Bay and you go, man, they're, they're cooking. Brady's got it going. You know, Jones runs a 98 yard touchdown run <laughs> uh, against the, the, the Panthers that one week. And then last week, it looked like they slept walked in the first three quarters against the Falcons. And you say, man, yeah. Brady looks done. And then they come back and win. It's been a bit of a roller coaster, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you go back to the beginning of the season, even the first possession uh, in the Tom Brady era, if you want to call it an era, it's only going to be probably about two years, but call it an era if you want to. The very first possession was a touchdown drive against the New Orleans Saints, you know what I mean? And and it's kind of, I mean, you obviously don't want to get too far ahead of yourself, but you're kind of like, okay, maybe maybe this could actually turn into a thing. And then, you know, it, it hasn't been a disaster to say that anything, but then you have some of the struggles that they've had. You have some of the, the embarrassment in primetime football, especially against the Saints later on in week nine. And then, yeah, just the slow starts over the last four or five, six games even, um, the team finds a way to claw back in. They find a way to get it figured out, usually at halftime, you know, whatever adjustments they're making. But against some of these playoff caliber teams, it's been too little too late. And then against some of the non-playoff caliber teams like the Falcons last week, they've been able to claw back into it. But obviously, if you consider yourself a legitimate playoff team or a championship caliber team, you want to you be able to get those things rectified. So they got two more weeks to try to do it. 
Um, nobody's going to give them a whole lot of credit, you know, facing the Detroit Lions, especially with everything they've got going on right now there in Detroit and then facing the Falcons again. Even if they come out these last two games on fire and just stay on fire for the next eight quarters of football, nobody's going to give them a whole lot of credit entering the playoffs. But the first step, of course, is making it to the playoffs, which beating Detroit is is the key to that right now. David Harrison hosts a locked on Bucks. Um, how's Tom Brady been? You know, would you say it's a, it's a vintage Brady year? Has he been terrible? Like I said, there have been a lot of differing opinions on how he's played this season. Yeah, I mean, I think he's just he's just been Tom Brady. You know, um, we we talked to a lot of New England media guys, especially the locked on Patriots hosts over there, and and really what we've been told is kind of what we've gotten. And just from what I've seen from the outside, I I remember years ago. I can't remember exactly how many years ago it was, but Tom was asked about retiring, of course, and like he is every year. And he, I think he said, you know, this isn't a direct quote, but basically said, when I suck, I'll hang it up. And I remember thinking like four or five weeks into that season, I was like, oh, well, time to hang it up, buddy. And next thing you know, the Pats are in the in the playoffs. They might even won the Super Bowl that year. You know what I mean? So it's it's Tom Brady and being underestimated or Tom Brady and being talked down about as far as how much has his talent diminished, especially early in the season, really is not a new thing, I think, from a general overview. But then you kind of see that determination. You kind of see that nothing gets to him. You have the added rumors of, of, of a rift between him and Bruce Arians. I mean, going back to his relationship with Bill Belichick, that's not new either. Like he's used to answering every single one of these questions about, is he too old? Is the offense going to you know get fully up to speed? Is he okay with the coaching staff? Is he okay with the play calling? These are just things like he's just copy and pasting the questions and scenarios for new England to Tampa. It's just got a new color and a new logo on it. But I think the thing that you're really impressed by is covering some other quarterbacks, right? And, and not to name just any specific one out there, but you see quarterbacks around the league and they all try to kind of deliver that same company line and company message, but there's only a few that you actually hear them say kind of some of the same cliche things and actually believe it. And with Tom Brady, you truly believe that none of the outside noises are really getting to him. It's all about what's happening on the field, in the locker room, and in the meetings. Tampa Bay at nine and five right now, currently the sixth seed uh, and would be in the playoffs and it looks like they're going to make it. Uh, what about defensively? There's some guys that can really fly around the field. I love Levante David. Mm -hmm. Uh, What can you tell us about what they're doing defensively? And if you're the Lions, how do you have success against Tampa? Yeah, I mean, the defense is very young, very fast, very athletic, and very intense. Like, they they like to to lay hits on people. They like to cause takeaways. They like to take the ball away from the opposing offense. They like to make splash plays. Devin White loves screaming through the line of scrimmage after an opposing quarterback. You go back to the hit he laid on Derek Carr there towards the end of the game against the Las Vegas Raiders, and you just see the joy that he has hitting an opposing quarterback, especially in a big moment. So a lot of energy, a lot of a lot of excitement on that side of the ball. And they've had, they've been up and down just like the offense has. has. Um, sometimes they come out there and, and you kind of wonder, I mean, the Atlanta Falcons put 17 points on them in the first half just last week. And you kind of look at that defense and you say, man, maybe there's some problems. Maybe they're too young. Maybe the, the Buccaneers should have added some experience where they didn't in the offseason. Um, but then you, you have, again, a second half, just like they did against the Falcons, like they kind of did against Kansas City Chiefs where you look at it and you say, man, they're young, but if they get everything rolling, everything clicking, they're so dangerous and they're so athletic and, and there's so much ability on that side of the ball that you look at the game, but going back to the Falcons game, Jason Pierre-Paul did basically nothing as far as recording stats. He had no tackles, no sacks, no pressures, no hits on Matt Ryan, yet that defense in the second half was able to make Matt Ryan uncomfortable, get him off his spot and make it to where the secondary had better plays to make against the Falcons offense. If I'm Matt Stafford and I'm the Detroit Lions offense, I'm keying in on Sean, Mur- Sean Murphy Bunting. And Sean Murphy Bunting is a Michigan product. He went to school in Michigan. So yeah. obviously there's a lot of love in that state, I assume, for SMB. And you know that he's, he's licking his chops going back to Detroit just, just like he was last year. And he made some good plays against the Detroit Lions last year. 
this season has been a very down year for SMB. He's had some good moments, but overall, it's been a very down year for him. And teams are starting in the last few games to really kind of identify it. And I expect Matt Stafford to go after him a lot. There's actually some questions right now circling kind of the Bucks media area about whether or not Ross Cockrell, a cornerback, is going to replace SMB if that play continues. I don't think the Buccaneers straight up replace him for this week, but if he struggles against the Lions early, I think you could see more Cockrell sprinkled in there as the game goes, which, of course, would be disappointing for him being home playing again in, in the state of Michigan. But that's probably the spot, I think, if you're Matthew Stafford, that's where you want to look at matchups against him and see if you can exploit them. More to come on this Crossover Thursday episode as Matt continues to talk to me about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers before I talk to him about the Detroit Lions coming up later in today's episode. Brought to you by Built Bar. And over at BuiltBar.com this holiday season, there's been all kinds of deals and reveals happening almost on a daily basis, it seems. Most recently, they were giving 20% off on their entire website. But not to fear, if you miss that sale, you can still get a discount using the promo code LOCKED over at BuiltBar.com. The next time you place an order of the most delicious protein bar you are ever going to taste, they've got 18 amazing flavors, including cookies and cream, cherry barcia, banana bread, and the classic mint brownie. Bill Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They're great for the health-conscious person, whether you're trying to lose or maintain weight while you indulge in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, but high in protein and high in fiber. Great for anybody on the keto diet. Since joining the show as a sponsor, they've become a part of my family's life. Both my wife and I enjoy them as well as my mother-in-law. All you have to do to join us is go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 20% off of your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Later on this show, I'm going to ask Matt a little bit about his betting practices, and those odds that we use to speak about our betting practices are brought to you by our friends over at BetOnline. Are you ready for some football? There's college football heading into the bowl seasons. Big NFL matchups, including Saturday football, Sunday football is going on, of course, Monday night, and who knows, you might even get the occasional Tuesday night game moving forward here towards the end of the regular season. And there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we use for our betting purposes, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. Over at betonline.ag, you get NFL games of the week, as well as some very interesting live ongoing prop bets that even expand outside of the world of sports for you to check out over there. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget, use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Betting doesn't have to be as big a guessing game as it once was if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. Now let's bring Matt Derry, the host of the Locked On Lions podcast, back on to continue asking me about your 2020 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Here are the Bucs at 9-5, and five, very decorated, getting on national TV all the time. One Pro Bowler, Jason Pierre-Paul. And here the yeah. Lions at five and nine. They've got three. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> to say there's been a point of contention, uh, not just, you know, the, the locker room. I'm sure not a lot of players are coming out and kind of saying, I mean, Carlton Davis kind of tweeted, you know, maybe next year they'll get it right or something along those lines, you know, type of thing. So, I mean, obviously, guys, Devin White tweeted something about, you know, learning through struggles and stuff like that. And you don't know that they're exactly talking about the whole Pro Bowl thing, but it kind of all seems to fit the same timing. You know what I mean? So you kind of fear that's what it is. And listen, 
if if Todd Bowles has his way and if the leaders in that locker room have their way, that defense especially is just going to come out and say, oh, none of us are Pro Bowlers except for JPP. Now that they don't think JPP is Pro Bowl caliber, because it definitely is, but they definitely feel like they've got probably four or five Pro Bowl caliber defenders on that side of the ball. And then on the offense, you obviously have at least a handful of Pro Bowl caliber guys. You can understand kind of your Chris Godwin, who's been injured for a lot of the season, Ronald Jones, you know, quietly near the top of the NFL in rushing yards, but He's been very quiet, very little used in some games. I mean, the Buccaneers set a modern era uh, record for the least amount of runs in a single game this season. So kind of hard to justify he's a pro bowler if his own team doesn't lean on him as much as maybe they should. But I think this team is going to take that energy and they're going to harness it into motivation. Uh, and there's a great quote that was shared on Twitter. I can't remember who, who, who shared it currently, but it was a Tom Brady quote basically saying, I don't give a excrement, right? I don't play this game to go to the Pro Bowl. I go. I play this game to go to the Super Bowl, and I think that's the mentality this entire roster is going to take. That's David Harrison. I'm Matt Derry, Locked on Lions, Locked on Bucks. Thursday crossover, we'll talk some Lions next. All right, guys, like Matt said, we're going to flip the script, turn the tables a little bit. I'm going to start asking him some questions about what to expect as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to Detroit and face off against the 5-9 and nine Detroit Lions, looking to clinch a playoff spot in Week 16 of the 2020 NFL season. David Harrison and Matt Derry here. Locked on Podcast Network's Crossover Thursday. The Lions and the Buccaneers getting set to play here in Week 16. And Matt, uh, looking at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2020, they've been fairly fortunate dealing with COVID-19. Uh, their game against the Raiders was moved out of primetime because of a COVID issue with Las Vegas, which looking at Tampa's primetime record may have actually been a benefit to them, not anything else. Ronald Jones on the reserve COVID-19 list. He's still on the reserve COVID-19 list as of right now, probably not playing against Detroit. And then last week, they were also out left tackle Donovan Smith. But other than that, they've been pretty good for the most part. They had a false positive with their specialists earlier in the season, but that was that got cleared up in time for those guys to play. The Lions, from, from my standing, seem to have been fairly fortunate as well. But now the COVID bug virus is really kind of biting them. They're missing a big chunk, if not all of their defensive coaches, right? What's the latest on that situation going on in Detroit? And do you think it's possible this Bucks and Lions game gets pushed from Saturday to later in the week? You know, I, I don't know, David. I, I, I At first this morning when I saw this, I said, how do you play this game on Saturday and and have Daryl Bevel, the interim head coach, Corey Unlin, the defensive coordinator, and a lot of the defensive staff quarantining in hotels right now and, and doing everything virtually. Can't even be at practice, nothing. Uh, we should know Thursday evening the status of all these coaches. Again, they've been away from everybody else since Sunday. The Lions played in Tennessee against the Titans last weekend. There was a, a big breakout of COVID in Nashville. So somebody got uh, somebody got it, a defensive assistant and a player, uh, both attested positive on Monday. So the Lions shut everything down Monday and Tuesday, got back at it on Wednesday. No positive tests since, which is good. But, you know, with the quarantine that goes on and the contact tracing, you're right, it's, it's a weird situation right now. Sean Ryan, the quarterbacks coach, I guess, would run the team and call plays offensively if Bevel can't be there. Uh, I don't know who the defensive coordinator would be. I have no idea. Um, and we don't have the names of the coaches that we know are at practice Wednesday and Thursday. So, yeah, yeah. it's been a pretty good year for the Lions with COVID. They've been very good about it. But now after this trip to Nashville last weekend, uh, they're in some trouble. Yeah, I think the NFL is kind of holding their collective breath, hoping they can get to the to the through the rest of this regular season and through the playoffs without this whole thing just kind of meaning disaster. Maybe I don't know. Jamie Collins maybe will will be calling plays for the Lions defense. It's yeah. definitely not a good spot to be in. Uh, no, but I think the no next thanks. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think the next biggest question mark surrounding the Lions, uh, really both long-term and this weekend, is the status of quarterback Matt Stafford. And looking at recent history and Stafford's own words, I expect he's going to be on the field. Um, he's pretty much said that, um, you know, unless he's forced off the field, he's not going to be off the field. What are your thoughts on Stafford playing with some of the injuries he's dealing with and the situation the Lions franchise is currently in? Five and nine. I mean, the season's not over, you know, officially, but it's basically over. Uh, tied for the fourth most sacked quarterback in the National Football League right now, going up against Buccaneers defense, that even with some of their struggles they've had, is still uh, near the top of the league in sacking opposing cornerbacks. And then, of course, some banged up offensive linemen. I mean, you can't blame Lions fans maybe who who are on the Stafford side who want him to sit and, and stay as healthy as he is and start to heal for next season. But at the same time, you understand a guy like Stafford saying that if I can be out there, I'm going to be out there. Yeah, look, he's always been this tough-as-nails warrior type. He's played through a lot of very, very big-time injuries. The last two years, he's been knocked out for the season with this rib problem and, and, and has broken ribs. And the ribs have come back to haunt him again this year with uh, you know, um, uh, some torn cartilage there on top of a broken finger on his throwing hand. Yet, he was out there Sunday against Tennessee throwing no-look passes, playing well. Um, the Lions issues this year because they're five and nine and, and all the things that have gone on and the coaching change and the GM change, um, at least the firings mm -hmm. are have nothing really to do with Stafford. Is he had a great year? Is he a pro bowler this year? No, but he's the least of their worries. He is tough. And I think he's going to play. Uh, I've said on this show since last week, what's the point in trotting him out now? The season's over, sit him down, make sure he doesn't get hurt for the next three weeks. And then in the offseason, if you have to sit down and decide, are we trading him? What are we doing with him? Does he want to leave? I don't think that the ownership wants him to go, but he's been here 12 years, uh, David. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't he and his wife at some point say, get us out of here? This is going to be likely a rebuild um, once they get a new GM in here. The entire defense needs to be gutted, the entire defense. Yeah. There might be a few guys that you could bring back, but the, offensively they're okay. If they bring Stafford back next year with DeAndre Swift, Kenny Galladay, TJ Hawkinson, Ragnow and Decker on the O-line with Jonah Jackson. They actually won't be in bad shape. But defensively, there's not a single guy on that roster on defense. And I would sit here and go, he has to come back. Maybe Romeo, maybe Romeo Oquara in a contract year. He's played well with eight sacks, but he's not a dominant player. And right. so that's where we're at with that right now. Yeah, I mean, the offense definitely has, you know, the makings of, of a very solid, capable unit in that defense, like you said, is, is really where they got to focus on, and we'll see how they do that. But coming up to this game, Matt, uh, historically, Adrian Peterson, the Lions' leading rusher as of right now, has had some good games against the Bucs. DeAndre Swift has been getting more work lately, leads the Lions in rushing touchdowns right now again. Marvin Jones didn't play last year when these two teams met, but Danny Amendola did and racked up 102 yards on eight catches. Pro Bowler TJ Hawkinson didn't play against Tampa Bay last year either, uh, but he's had five or more catches in seven games this season, including two of the last three. And tight ends, you know, here and there have found some success against the Buccaneers defense, having a solid sophomore season himself. Frank Ragnow, a man among boys playing with a fractured throat. I say again, a fractured throat. If I get a sore <laughs> throat, Matt, I don't want to get off my yeah. couch. This I know. man basically played a full NFL game with a fractured throat. I will never not be amazed by that. Anyway, no, uh, those, you mentioned those, those guys, David, uh, the young guys, Ragnow, yeah. especially, and Hawkinson have really come on. And as we joked about in the first segment, you got three pro bowlers on the lines. If you yeah. include Jack Fox, the punter, who's been tremendous. Um, but again, they still can't run the football consistently. They haven't been able to run it since Barry Sanders. Uh, Ragnow's good. Decker's good at left tackle. I'm concerned, big time concerned. 
about JPP lining up on the left side against the Lions' right side of the offensive line, which is very shaky right now and injury riddled. Uh, Hawkinson's been good at tight end. Not going to call him an elite tight end. I think this year's been down year for NFC tight ends, but Hawkinson's been really good, and he's playing like a guy that was picked in the top 10 two years ago. Galladay's out, likely won't play. DeAndre Swift will get a bulk of the carries. I would think it's time for him to take over that mantle as a rookie and, and get work in. Um, and he's been pretty good. So, yeah, offensively, you have to like what, what the Lions bring to the table. But, again, they spend so much time on the sidelines because their defense can't get off the field. That's a problem. Yeah, but then when they get on the field, I mean, of course, we talked about Matt Stafford straight out of Tampa, a guy that Tampa fans should love just because he's a hometown guy. If the Lions can do enough to beat this team, though, from an offensive standpoint, who is the guy? On, and we're going to take Stafford off the board because obviously quarterback, most important player. But who's the who's the skill position guy that the Lions are going to lean on the most, you think, against this Buccaneers defense to keep them, uh, Tampa, from clinching a playoff spot? Well, like I said, I, I think they really want to take a long look at what DeAndre Swift can do, whether it's in the ground game, whether it's in the passing game, screen passes, uh, you know, little flares out of the backfield. Um, the fast track of Ford Field playing in the dome. He's now officially back and 100% healthy. He wasn't la- he's, he's gotten close there, but, but after having a bit of a head injury the last few weeks, I'll be interested in seeing you know, the usage levels for Swift this week and how much he can, his speed can go up against that Buccaneers speed. So you know, him along with Hawkinson are guys to probably watch if you're the Lions, uh, if you're the Bucs, trying to figure out how to stop the Lions off. Yeah, and then Matt, earlier we already talked about Tampa's slow starts on offense and how they've been able to bounce back. And a lot of the performances, even the ones they didn't win, still bouncing back to have a better kind of finish to the game than they did a start to the game. Uh, let's say the Bucs come out slow again against Detroit this week and the Lions are able to carve out a 10, 14, maybe 17-point lead in the first half. If there's a unit on the Lions defense, I know we talked about them not being the strongest group, uh, right now in the NFL that you would want. But if there is a part of that defense that can keep Tom Brady and the Bucks' offense from coming back the way they have in recent uh, memory, which unit do you think that is? Uh, none. Can I, can I say none of the above? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, we, we want honesty I mean, here. So, yeah, if that's, if that's mean, the answer. Their, their defense is so bad. It's yeah. so bad. And here's the thing. I think with Everson Griffin coming off the COVID list and, and Danny Shelton being eligible – That'll boost the D-line a little bit. Uh, Shelton helps against the run. Griffin certainly against the pass. They miss Trey Flowers for sure, but he, mm-hmm. he's not been an $18 million a year guy that they signed up for two years ago. Like I said, Okwara can get to the quarterback. I think if you get some pressure on Brady, no matter if he's 41 or 21, you put a hand in his face, it's, it's going to bother him. Yeah. But the secondary has been a mess um, and was a mess last week. You know, they couldn't stop the ground game. Um, which you know is not a big surprise when you're going up against, uh, you know, Derrick Henry. The linebackers are terrible. So if the Bucks want to get their tight ends going, and 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 and, and find Ragland, Tavai, and Davis in coverage, they they should be gold. They should be good to go. So a potentially big game for Rob Gronkowski coming up. Could be, could be for sure. All right, and finally, Matt, before we get out of here, not sure if you're a betting man or not, uh, but the Bucks are currently favored to win by 10 points, according to our friends over at betonline.ag. For your money, if you had to place a bet, do you take the Bucks with those points, or do you think the Lions can keep this thing at 10 or less and even maybe even win this game? No, I, I think Tampa Bay is going to win. I, I think then you throw the COVID stuff in the mix as well. I think it's going to be very difficult for Detroit. They've been fighting hard, playing hard for Daryl Bevel. They like him. 
The attitudes have been better. The efforts have been pretty good. But even last week, you saw it against Tennessee. It was just too much Tannehill, too much Henry, too much Brown. Uh, the Bucks' offense is so skilled and so talented. And then you throw Gronk in, you know, in the middle of that. Um, you know, I, I see this being like a 31-10, 31-13 type final for Tampa. Yeah, I can say over at BucksNation.com, that's kind of the theme of the score predictions for the uh, for the writing staff there as well. Uh, he's been Matt Derry, Locked On Lions host. I'm David Harrison, Locked On Bucks host. Uh, Buccaneers and Lions facing off in Detroit this weekend. The first game of the NFL Network's doubleheader uh, following Christmas on Saturday. So don't don't get the schedule confused, Matt. I appreciate your time, man. Good luck this weekend and, and happy holidays to you and your family. You too, David. Thank you. Lots to look forward to with this matchup between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Detroit Lions in week 16 of the 2020 NFL season, guys. James Jarko and I will be back on Friday to give our final thoughts, make some predictions ahead of this weekend's game. Again, right now scheduled for Saturday. We'll see how this whole COVID situation uh, growing and brewing there in Detroit will affect that scheduling. But until told otherwise, we're going to roll forward as planned. And for you guys, after the Buccaneers and Lions play on Saturday, don't forget about Locked On NFL Sunday. I have been a guest host of Locked On NFL Sunday on a couple occasions. I've been a regular host just on there for a segment to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on previous episodes as well. Looking for a Sunday pregame show that talks about every game and every team in depth? Check out the Locked On NFL Sunday show live every Sunday morning starting at 11 a.m. Eastern. No sketches, no celebrity cameos, no fluff, just football. Every Sunday morning with hosts Cody Rourke and Ross Jackson. Follow and subscribe to Locked On Live on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. And don't forget to turn on notifications to be notified when the show goes live. Again, that's every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern, Locked On NFL Sunday live show. As always, guys, we appreciate you for listening in to this episode of Locked On Bucks Podcast. I've been your host, David Harrison. Find me on Twitter at dharrison82. Find the show at Locked On Bucks. Find my co-host, James Yarko, at jarko underscore bucks find everything we're writing about your tampa bay buccaneers over at bucksnation.com and on twitter at bucks underscore nation until we talk again on friday guys if you're out and about celebrating the holiday please be kind to one another be safe wash your hands and thank you so much for joining me right here at lockdown bucks